Did you miss Canty and Carlin? The music of Monday Night Football, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. What that means is a little bit later this hour, in about 40 minutes, you will have your primetime parlay. Hello. Winners Hello. all over the place. Winners all over the place. We, we did what all right on Thursday night, didn't we? Uh, we Did we win that or did we lose by we one? No, Bucks ravens we won that Oh, we that won one. that one. Oh, yeah. That's right, because I wasn't here and you shut off the money gun. Yeah, of course. We How, won that one. How was it? It felt great. Yeah, it was, did, it was did, everything did. I thought it would be. Yeah. It yeah, was I kind everything of thought I so. thought it would be. The money gun was amazing. <laughs> God bless the money gun. This is the best $9 I've ever spent. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Hopefully a chance to fire it off tomorrow, but we will have the primetime parlay for you in just a little bit. This game tonight is somewhat influenced by what happened earlier today. And what happened earlier today is that the Baltimore Ravens made a trade with the Chicago Bears leading up to tomorrow's trade deadline at 4 p.m. Eastern, and the Ravens get Roquan Smith from the Bears in exchange for a second-round pick and a fifth-round pick in this year's coming draft. The Bears uh, now have a one, two twos, a three, two fours, two fives, and a seven, and $100 million in cap space. I have to say, I think they undersold a little bit on Roquan Smith because, uh, to me, he's a difference maker. And this is this is just an amazing fit for a Baltimore defense that could use a little jolt of energy to it. Well, Carlin, it's not hyperbole. He's one of the best off-the-ball linebackers in the entire National Football League. But nobody really knows it because the Chicago Bears haven't done a whole lot of high-level winning of late. But this guy's a 25-year-old all-pro. Not pro bowler, all-pro which means he's the best of the best. And the Baltimore Ravens just got him for a second-round pick and a fifth-round pick. Now, I guess he didn't figure into the Chicago Bears' long-term plans because if you're talking about paying a guy that's at that position, it's around $20 million or more on average annual value. Some teams don't place that kind of value on off-the-ball linebackers. They'll pay edge rushers that. They'll pay receivers that. They'll pay corners and quarterbacks that type of money but not an off-the-ball linebacker. But Roquan Smith, there's a reason why he's leading the NFL in tackles. The guy is damn good. Sideline to sideline, one of the best in the NFL. He can come downhill in the run game, stack and shed offensive linemen, and make tackles. Carlin, but the thing that makes him special, that makes him elite, is that he's phenomenal in pass coverage. And that is an area where the Baltimore Ravens have struggled. Pass coverage, making sure second and third level defenders are on the same page. They haven't done that so far this year, and that's led to a lot of big plays on the defensive end. So hopefully Roquan Smith, as the guy in the middle communicating with everybody, can clean up a lot of those things. With this addition, it makes me feel like the Baltimore Ravens have a chance to slow down offenses like the Chiefs and like the Bills, and that's why Eric DaCosta and John Harbaugh made this move. And that's also why before they even play a snap tonight, the Bengals and the Browns have had a bad day. Monday Night Football Preview (laughs) is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Look, there's no slicing around it. I mean, that's bad news for those two teams who are trying to fight their way uh, to the top of the division. The the Browns at two and five, I mean, they're not getting there. And this is, by the time Deshaun Watson gets 
into the lineup, the horse is going to be out of the barn. This is going to be long over. But we knew this, though, right? We I mean, did. with Deshaun being suspended for 11 games, we knew that it was a long shot for the Browns with Jacoby Brissett to be in the playoff mix. Yeah. There's bad news, though, for the Bengals, too. The Bengals are, are in position right now, a half game behind uh, the Ravens. If they get a win tonight to be tied uh, up top of the division. And then, but they wouldn't be because the Ravens hold right, the head-to-head they tiebreaker. Them, yeah. Right. But they also, the, the other problem for me is that the Ravens' defense is getting better and the Bengals' defense is staying the same. And the Bengals' defense needs to get better. Well, the Bengals' defense is going to have Trey Hendrickson back tonight, so they yep. are going to get better. So but, we'll... but, I mean, even beyond that, they need to get better. Well, here's the thing. The Bengals, so much of how they win football games is by that offense lighting up the scoreboard and making opposing offenses one-dimensional because they got to play catch-up. With no Jamar Chase, that's going to be harder to do over the next month and a half. So I think the Bengals are fixed into that wild card race. I don't look at them as a true contender for the AFC North crown, even though they're in second place. I just don't see it. Now, here's the crazy part, Carlin. If the tournament started today, the Bengals would be on the outside looking in. Yeah. There will be the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Chargers that are in. So if you're asking me, feet to the fire, do I think Cincinnati will make the playoffs this year? I do. But I think they're going to be a wild card, and this move today by the Ravens makes me more firm in that position. Okay, but Cincinnati here has won four of their last five, and Chris, they have to start stacking them. Yeah. Okay, they are. Well, Cleveland will help you do that. Cleveland has lost four. Cleveland will help you do that. Carolina will help you do that next week. Yeah. Pittsburgh will help you do that. Um, And then you start getting into Tennessee and Kansas City, and then, you know, a little bit later, you still have Buffalo, you still have Tampa on the schedule on the road. And then you have one more with Baltimore to close out the season. So you got plenty in front of you right now. Yeah. That in the next few weeks, starting tonight, uh, you've got to get the next three. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you just have to get the next three. Otherwise, you're going to be in some trouble. I, I, I still think they're a 10-win team. I'm looking at their schedule right now. I can come up with, with, with the six wins. They're a 10-win team. If they don't win the next three? Well, they have to win the next three. Well, I'm that's count- what I'm, I'm saying. I'm counting them winning. They have to win the next three. Yeah. No, I'm saying if they don't win the next three, they're in trouble. Oh, that's, no question. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, if they yeah, lose no one of those, it really hurts them yeah, in a it does. big, big yeah, it does. way. Yeah. Now, uh, the other thing I would say is if I'm Cleveland at this point, I'm two and five. I have not been nearly as awful as you would expect without with Jacoby Brissett being your quarterback. But I don't want to say are you shipping the cars home early, but if you're the Bengals, can you get them into that mode tonight? That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to take the Bengals or the the Browns out of this game, their life out of them as early as I can in this game. I, I want to set them up and then knock them over. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give the Browns any reason to have any emotional life tonight. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, you don't want to let them hang around. I don't because... have to beat them 45 nothing, but if I got out 14 nothing early second quarter, I'd feel pretty good about that. Well, yeah, I think I think you follow the same formula that we saw from the New England Patriots early in that third quarter it was 17 to 6 and the Browns had no interest in playing that game. It ends up being a final score of 38 to 15. So, you can talk the Cleveland Browns out of it, yeah. but I think that 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 has to start with getting out to a fast start because we've seen in three of their last four games, they're all losses, but three of them, Carlin, were by three points or less. So this Cleveland Browns team has been in some close games. Even thinking back to week two against the Jets, 
they lost a game that they had in hand against the New York Jets. They were up by 14 points with a little over, what, two minutes to go? Mm-hmm. I mean, 13 points with a little over two minutes to go. They end up losing that game. So this Cleveland Browns team has played in a lot of close games, and the reason why is because they control how the game unfolds. They dictate the terms in which the game is played because of their running game. Nick Chubb, that physical offensive line, they're able to condense the game to shorten the game in a way that a lot of teams can't. And so if you're Cincinnati, that's the thing you have to watch out for because even though your defense might be suspect if you're the, if you're the, uh, the Cleveland Browns going up against that Bengals offense, your offense can affect be the defense against Joe Burrow. And I think that has to be what's on the mind of the head coach for the Cleveland Browns tonight. Now let me ask you one other thing. For me, if I'm Cincinnati, I won't even ask it. I'll make a statement and you respond. For me, if I'm Cincinnati, we're talking about their defense having to get better. Yep. Even with Hendrickson coming back, that's another team that I would be trying to get a pass rusher. That's another team I would be. I mean, they have 12 sacks this year, Chris. That is not, not good. Gonna, that ain't going to get it done. No. And I know, listen, Hendrickson last year was terrific. They need some help. And and this is listen. You could point to any team in the league right now and say they could use another pass rusher. Sure, but that's one to me that if they want to get back and do some damage in the AFC playoffs, they need to do that. You know what's interesting about that? As you say that about the Bengals, mm. they've only given up six passing touchdowns. It's third best in the National Football League. So even though they need an extra pass rusher, I agree with you. They need some more juice to the, to, to to add some pressure. They've only given up six six passing touchdowns. I mean, to your point, that, that's that's just not bad. looking at it. Opposition quarterback rating is fourth in the league. I'm just saying, Luana Rumo's got something going on there on that defensive side of the ball. It's interesting because the sum is greater than the parts when it comes to the pieces that they have on the defensive yeah. side of the ball. But if I'm in that room, I I need somebody to put a little more pressure on. Yeah, because here's the thing. Carlin, it's not about just winning the division. You got to get into the playoffs. When you get into the playoffs with a quarterback like Joe Burrow, and if you have Jamar Chase healthy, anything can happen. And so I think for the Bengals, you're looking at the trade deadline and saying, what's the piece that I'm going to need in January? It ain't necessarily about right now, but what's the piece I'm going to need in January that's going to allow me to compete as a wild card team? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, Monday Night Football Preview has been brought to you by our friends at Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. Up next... Remember when we talked about the AFC West being the best division in football? (laughs) The two divisions that we never expected to turn out to be great have been just that. Plus, a question that I desperately need answered tonight from Canty. That's next. Canty and Carlin. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time 
or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Don't be like that with the Halloween music. Stop yourself. So Stop it. Don't do that. Don't do that. What do you I, mean? I, I, you, what do you mean, what do I mean? You know the face that you're making. You're being you're being a holiday grouch. Okay? No, I'm not. No, yeah, you no, are. No. Yeah, you are. You gotta got. How this could look. I hate a Halloween? You got, you got this look on your face. And like, eh, no, 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 no. How could I hate a holiday where they give me candy? Carlin, how I'm could with I hate you. that? I hate Halloween. It's my least favorite day. I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. I don't love I putting do. on costumes. Like you know, if somebody were to ask me today, "What are you dressed as?" I'd say, "Well, well adjusted." You don't you don't like my costume? Now, you you see, like costume? here's the thing: I especially don't love scary costumes. What's wrong with my costume? Though my costume is awesome. What's this thing called, pig? Uh, it's like the, it's the pig from Jigsaw. It's the pig Jigsaw. Yeah, it's the pig from, from Jigsaw. Saw. Yeah, from the movie Saw. Yeah, because I, I I don't like scary movies. Mm-hmm. I sound I sound like a ten year old, but it's true. Yeah, what's, I, wrong, what's wrong with this? I do not like horror movies, and I'll tell you what else is creepy about it too is that when you're talking, the mouth on the it mouth is on moving. It does move. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play a game with you, Carla. <laughs> I want to play a game. Seriously, like that dream of moving next to Aaron Rodgers that yeah. I had last week, that's now out the window yeah. tonight with that thing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the game I want to play with you, though. Like, if I was, if I had Chris Carlin in a Jigsaw movie, it would be <laughs> try to go a day without saying something bad about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Otherwise, this contraption is going to rip your arms and legs off your body. All right, two questions for you that What's are Halloween-related. All right. Number one, if I come to the Canty household tonight and knock on the door, huh. Am I getting a full-size candy bar? No, 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 no. What you're going to get is a bucket full of candy, and you will be allowed to take one full handful of candy. As much as your hand can hold, mm-hmm. that's how much candy you can have. Okay. One like full. One full. And it's a bucket. It's not like one of those small little jack-o'-lanterns where you got, no, where it's only a small opening at the top. No, it's no. a bucket. It's a bucket, okay? Yeah. It's a big old bucket, okay? Yeah. And you stick your hand in the bucket. And as much candy as your hand can hold, that's how much candy you can have. What Number two, what are you giving out? Oh, well, all of the favorites, right? I mean, you got the Milky Ways, you got right. the Snickers, the Baby Roots, the Butterfingers, um, the, the Mini Skittles. Uh, what else are we giving out? Uh, I think we got some lollipops in there, too. Okay. Um, you know, so it was just all of the classics. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Number three, um... This is a very essential question. Where do we come down here on candy corn? Uh, I am not giving out candy corn. Do you I like have, candy corn? I I I am indifferent to candy corn. If it's there, cool. I might partake. 
Mm. But I'm not going out of my way to get candy corn, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think candy corn should be abolished from society. Wow. I mean, if I have like four pieces, mm. I, I, four pieces of candy corn will make you sick. Like, it's it's that bad. You're being dramatic right now, and I don't know if I want to stand for this. Oh, yeah. The candy corn slander is inappropriate and unnecessary. It, it's awful. It is it, it is it's, terrible. It tastes okay, so bad. Like candy corn. The consistency okay, is awful. Listen, you don't like candy corn. I'm a we candy corn it. truther, okay? No. That's all there is to it. Oh, wow, I don't even know if I want to touch that. Listen. But listen, some people don't like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. I think they're ridiculous. Yeah, those but, people are un-American. Yeah, and Dan but, Orlovsky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't get it, but whatever. I'm not going to, you know, be the, 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 the judge when it comes to what is, oh, what I'll is judge. not a respectable candy? I will absolutely judge. There you go. All right. it, it, like, if I'm getting an Almond Joy tonight, I'm doing my best to trade who's, that off. Who's giving out Almond Joys to I don't kids? know, man. Like, You'd be almond, surprised. Like, it feels like the Almond Joy is for the 50-plus crowd. Like, you can't really, you know? Yeah. I mean, I can appreciate an Almond Joy, but I'm knocking on 40. Like, I mean, what kid in his right mind that's trick-or-treating wants an Almond Joy? None of them. Then, last one, when you were a player or even really what, since. If there is a kid that wants an Almond Joy and he's like 10 years old or yeah. younger, you better watch that kid. I mean, he, he's up to dangerous things. We gotta track that kid's that, trouble. That kid's trouble. We got to track that kid, make sure we know what he's doing that, at all times. That kid's, you want, wait a minute, you want an Almond Joy? You want an Almond Joy? What are you, a sociopath? Exactly. We need to lock that kid up. He needs to go to juvie immediately. Have you ever gone to one of these high-end Halloween parties or costume parties like when you were playing or after so thought about that this weekend yeah um one of the clubs that i'm a member at had this huge halloween party that they had planned out and i was like oh are we gonna go are we not gonna go here's the problem carlin it started at eight o'clock on saturday night and that means if it starts at eight it's not gonna get jumping until nine right and that's not gonna allow my it's not gonna allow my wife and I to get back in the house before eleven. So we ended up nixing that plan. Like we we were all ready to go, had the outfits, but because the party started so late, we just decided to punt on the whole situation. It's funny, now that now that I'm married, we're we're just like, look, if we can't be back in our house by eleven o'clock, yeah, then we don't need to go through with whatever plans we had for the evening. Was this gonna be your costume? Yes, it was. It was going to be your yeah, costume. Yeah, but I didn't want to waste it, so that's why I figured I'd wear it on the show today. What was Mel going to go as, you know? Uh, she was going to go as a ghoul, so she had the face paint and all of that stuff. So she's really into the she's horror really, movies. I mean, in the blood, like, she had to get, oh, like, man. this very specific blood. Like, it's just, like, she's really, really into wow. it. Wow. Yeah. I can't, I honestly can't remember the last time I dressed up for Halloween. Okay. Yeah, other than, like... What are you? Uh, I'm belligerent fat guy. That's what I am. I mean, <laughs> I mean if you got some some trunks like uh, from Rocky, you could go as butter Butterbean. Bean. Butterbean. Yep. <laughs> you can go as Butterbean. That's an easy Listen, one. Listen, the That's easiest easy thing one. for me to do, easiest thing for me to do, throw on a giant sweatshirt and a headset. Dable. I'm Brian Dable. Yes, oh, by the way, did you see Jeff Garlington? Go, oh, go, go, oh, he. That hey, is listen. a great Guys, costume. do yourselves a favor. Go on social media, Twitter, and look at Jeff Garlington's family costume. It is absolutely phenomenal. He did head coach Mike McDaniel justice with his costume. I he did. That. And he goes Mike McDarlington. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Bless Mike you. McDarlington. Thank you. I just sneeze. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. I'm disappointed you don't give out the full-size candy bars. I, I, hold on. Full-size candy bar or a handful of candy? I would prefer the handful of candy. I get more variety. Uh, I guess. Oh. I guess.
Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. They were just so rare that I thought, you know, you might do that. That's all. I'm not, I don't think less of you. I, but you know how it was. You had to go to certain neighborhoods to try to get that. And even then, it was a crapshoot. Yeah, now I'm having trauma come back. Uh, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, one head coach whose second chance is uh, turning out a lot like his first. That's on the way when we press on. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Which teams were great? What player was not? Does he hang on? Intercepted. He couldn't hang on. This is the NFL Top 5, Bottom 5. Here's Carlin with the Bottom 5. That's right. I saw some bad things yesterday. Here are the Top 5 bad things I saw yesterday. Number 5. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor yeah. Lawrence. I'm so disappointed yeah. in what's going on with Trevor Lawrence. The The... In case you haven't noticed, and judging by the Jaguars' ratings, you haven't. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. The Jaguars, I tell you what, they are awful. They they have lost five in a row. And Trevor Lawrence yesterday, with an opportunity late to come back on a Broncos team, goes out there and throws a pick. He finishes with two interceptions um, and one touchdown. But here's the number that really alarmed me, Chris. When you throw the ball 31 times and you throw for 133 yards. He's not throwing downfield. Dear God. At all. But here's the thing, Carlin. The pick at the end was bad. The one at the beginning of the second quarter might be worse. First and goal from your own one-yard line. Yeah. I mean, from their one-yard line. Excuse me. You got the ball first and goal at the one. Carlin, how do you throw an interception in that situation? Throw the ball into the third row. Play the next down. Don't throw it to the other team. Jack- how you, and how do you? And here's the thing: if you're playing against the Denver Broncos defense, there are two guys in that secondary that I'm not going to allow to get the ball: Patrick Sertain and who's the other one? Justin Simmons. How do you? 
How do you not know where those guys are at? And how do you throw a pick on first and goal from the one? All I can tell you is this year, under Doug Peterson, I thought he was starting to take a step forward. Maybe not so much. Yeah, he's taking a step all right. It's like he dressed. damn cliff. It's like he dressed as Zach Wilson for Halloween. Number four. Number four is the Raiders. Like, it's like we we all just disappeared. uh, We all just stopped paying attention because the Raiders absolutely disappeared yesterday. Shut out. Less than 200 yards of offense. Let's go to Jared Stidham. Oh, my goodness. How do you get... Listen, the the Saints defense is not bad. It's nowhere near where it was supposed to be. No. But you cannot get shut out yesterday. And the Raiders, that was the end of the season. It was a long, long climb back up the hill if they had found a way to win the game anyway. But now it's over. At 2-5, two and, two and good night. And that is an embarrassing performance in and of, it's not even a performance. No. That was terrible. You ain't got a practice to do what the Raiders did, and I thought the most telling thing about that game, Carlin, is that when Derek Carr was under center for the Raiders, they didn't cross midfield once. I mean, that's unbelievable. Think about that for a second. An NFL team, again, back to what I was saying earlier, too. 26 times he threw the ball, 101 yards. You can't score that way. <laughs> I'm no mathematician, but I can draw that up. Number three. Number three. You're going to be happy, Mr. Pinheiro. Yes. Mr. Pinheiro. Let's go. The kicker for the Carolina Panthers. He deserves to be Panthers. beat up on. He deserves it. After DJ Moore got the penalty for excessive celebration when he tied the game with 20-some seconds left, it turned into a 48-yard extra point. Eddie Pinheiro missed it. I can live with it. I can live with missing a 48-yarder. I cannot live with missing a chip shot in overtime. Not when you turn them over, not when you get the ball, and not when you miss a 33-yarder. Yeah, Eddie Pinheiro let DJ Moore off the hook as far as I'm concerned. Because he missed the 48-yarder at the end of regulation, the extra point that would have won the game. Okay, I get it. It shouldn't have been that hard. But when you have a field goal in overtime, 33 yards to win the game for your team after your defense just got a pick and brought it back into plus territory, Carlin, you got to make the kick. He missed that kick. Those are two kicks by today's standards that every kicker should be capable of making. The fact that he missed them both, I think it's why he's fair game to pin that loss on, period. I pin, just, the ta- pin the tail on the Pinheiro. Hang the L right on him. He deserves it. You're welcome. I just gave you all of number three. You could have it all. Get your frustrations out. I know. You hate kickers. I do. You. I am not going to say, did you Pinheiro the loss on him? I'm not I going did. to say I that. I did. I did. You Pinheiro the I loss on I Pinheiro the loss on Eddie Pinheiro. Uh, let's move number on. Number two. Number two. Chris, I know he's your, your former teammate. The Detroit Lions defense is an abomination. Yeah, it's bad. Today they fired Aubrey Pleasant, the defensive backs coach. And I have to tell you, when you're watching the Dolphins go up and down the field after they're down 21-7 in the second quarter and making Tua, and Tua's fine, don't get me wrong, they're a much different team with Tua, but making Tua look like Elway, there's no need for it. Did you know? That since 2000, 
there have been two teams that have allowed their opponents to score 32 points a game in an NFL season. The Detroit Lions and the Detroit Lions. (laughs) 2008, 2020. Yeah. We're about to do it in 2022. They're giving up 32 points a game. Yeesh. Inexcusable. Yeah, that's all bad. That's all bad. That is number two, which leads us. Number one. Oh, Zach Wilson, I've left this for you, buddy boy. (laughs) I don't care that you threw for 335 yards. That's great. That and a quarter will get you a seat in the park. Maybe are, are, are you including the two passes he threw to Deb McCourty? I'm not. Oh, in that okay. case, he threw for 400 yards. <laughs> yeah, because there was some yak on those, too. <laughs> it was definitely yards after catch. He threw an interception before the half. Which he was th- awful. Terrible was interception. Awful. Off his back foot. Oh, it was awful. Then he threw two interceptions. One where he says he was trying to throw the ball away. And he just lofted it on the sideline like it was something. Like you didn't even put the effort into throwing it away. Yeah. And then he's later deciding as he's out on the run, out on the right side, trying to make something happen, throws it up for grabs downfield, and Devin McCourty's there again. And then after the game says, well, you know what? Let me play it for you just directly so you can hear it. Keep the music going. We still have it here, here. Right. It Every time I get out of the pocket, it just gets frustrated and throw the ball away. And and that's what I've done the last four weeks to put us in a good position to not turn the ball over and for us to win. And so I need to just be able to keep doing that when something's not there. You know, it, it gets old getting out and not seeing anything there and trying to. And it's really only the last one that was I was really forcing. I mean, the one before that, I was truly trying to throw that ball away. Um, but I should have thrown it away sooner before Judon got that close to me. So, um, you know, it's 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 plays that the Patriots didn't didn't have any effect on those i can't i can't do that it just gets old it gets boring i mean stop it's plays the patriots didn't have an effect on but they were the one on the receiving end of your passes here's what happened yesterday (laughs) the jets were actually the better team on the field and zach wilson lost the game by throwing it away quite literally that's what happened and i'm not out 100 percent on him yet but boy those are some bad bad mistakes made that he is not learning from, and then says that after the game, you better climb yourself out of this hole, son. You got work to do. That was pretty bad. There's your bottom five. Did I miss anything? No. I think you nailed it. Zach Wilson, 34th in passer rating, by the way. Just putting that out there. Only, 34th. O- only 32 teams, but he's 34th in passer rating. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Do you want to make money? Of course you want to make money. All I can do is lead you to water. Let's make some money. Canty and Carlin brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Your play of the night in just moments on ESPN Radio. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? I feel for Brian Harson, who got fired today by Auburn, although it felt inevitable, just his second season and frankly, it felt like an odd fit from the very beginning to go from Boise State to Auburn. Uh, on the Plains, they do not put up with much down there. Uh, but his interim head coach will be former Auburn running back, current running back's coach, Cadillac Williams. Hello. Now, you know Cadillac a little bit. I do. He's my uh, draft classmate. We had a chance to get to know each other when we were working out in Arizona in the pre-draft process at a place called API. And... Um, 
you know, he's he's a great guy. Um, I, I know he has a high football acumen. Most importantly, I know the people in that part of the country love him dearly, Carlin. He is an absolute legend. And so for him to be able to take over the reins, I think it's going to be um, one of those situations where there's going to be a breath of fresh air. I think there'll be a lot of enthusiasm around the program for the remainder of the season. I'm just curious to see what he's going to be end up doing with this team because – as you mentioned, you're talking about this team spiraling where they lose four straight games against SEC opponents. So mm-hmm. it's not exactly what they're looking for in terms of the results with that program. But um, to have a native son that was a part of their championship team um, that won the Sugar Bowl back in 2004 be the head man, I think it's going to it's gonna be inspiring for everybody that's connected to that program. And I think that's what Auburn was looking for when they named him as the interim head coach. They are 3-5 and five on the year. And their three wins came against Mercer, San Jose State by eight, and then Missouri in overtime, 17-14. They got bombed by Penn State. They got uh, beat out, edged out by LSU, but Georgia handled them. Ole Miss handled them. Arkansas handled them. Uh, and they've got Mississippi State this week, followed by A&M, Western Kentucky, and then, of course, the Iron Bowl after that. Here's what I'd be careful about, though. Like, if I'm Cadillac Williams and I want to crack at this job, um, I would I, – I don't ever feel like the interim guy when he gets the job. A lot of times they get it because of how players can influence that. Players will step up and, you know, go to uh, the AD, go to other people and say, hey, we really want this guy. I think that's a dangerous situation. Didn't it work out for Ed Odron, though? It did. He was the interim guy, ended up taking over the At program. LSU, won, it won, did. Won a national title. And so. then what happened after the fact, you know? But he got the national title he got the huge contract. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so. It doesn't always work out that way. Sure. And most of the time it does. Like, if I'm Cadillac and I want to be a head coach, I'd focus on doing well these few games and then maybe somewhere else. Like, I, I almost wouldn't want the pressure of my own place. Because a lot, a lot of times we see guys like Scott Frost at Nebraska – a lot of times that's very hard to make work. Oh, what do we got to do? We got to make money. Oh, yeah. It's Canty and Carlin. Oh, yeah. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. Protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money. The smell of wealth. It's Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. It's a primetime parlay. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Now, if I'm not mistaken, we have won three of our last four primetime parlays. That's correct. And one of them, we, and the one that we lost was by one leg. Yeah. So we are doing pretty well right now. Canty's been on fire. We won't get into what our collective picks have been in the ESPN Radio Dear Challenge. Oh, God. <laughs> You were talking about us making a move. We made a move, all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we made a move, all right. We made an unfortunate move. Yeah. <laughs> but we got we got time to make that right. What we got now for you, though, you got to focus on what we have done right, and that's making you money for real. That's it. So our primetime partly tonight, of course, we have got the Bengals and the Browns. The Cincinnati Bengals are three-point favorites with the over-under at 45 in Cleveland. No rain in the forecast. Beautiful. No rain in the forecast. Why is that important? Because our wager tonight includes the pass game. Hello. 
We will take the Cincinnati Bengals on the money line, and we will tie that in a little three-leg parlay with Joe Burrow over 34 and a half passing attempts. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow over 34 and a half passing attempts, and T. Higgins over five and a half receptions. T. Higgins over five and a half receptions. Now we're going back to the well with T. Higgins. It right? is. If yeah. that sounds familiar, can't he hit that one a few weeks back as part of one of our winners? Yeah. And now with Jamar Chase out, it feels like it's an even better play to go to. Yeah, and just for context, Joe Burrow on the 34-and-a-half pass attempts, there's only been one game this season where Joe Burrow has less than 34-and-a-half pass attempts. That was against the Miami Dolphins where he had 31 pass attempts. Yeah. So 34-and-a-half, pretty solid bet. The word is manageable. Manageable. So once again, Bengals on the money line. Joe Burrow over 34 and a half pass attempts. T. Higgins over five and a half receptions. That will play that will pay out, by the way, on Caesar Sportsbook at plus four fifty. Plus four fifty. If you're interested in making money. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is Three and Out. Three and Out brought to you by Indeed. When you need to hire, Indeed.com slash credit. Hendon Hooker is the new leader in the clubhouse, the new consensus betting favorite to win the Heisman Trophy ahead of the Volunteers showdown with number one Georgia. Volunteers number two in the country right now. Uh, Hooker at even money, plus 100 in front of C.J. Stroud at plus 170. You have been on hand in Hooker for quite some time. Yeah, and I mean, he's already had the best win of the college football season, beating Alabama in his place. I mean, he followed that up with demolishing Kentucky and a guy that a lot of people think is going to be a first-round quarterback in Will Levis. So just another opportunity for him to shine. Ross Chastain used a wall-riding move on the final lap at Martinsville to advance to the NASCAR Cup Series championship race he went from 10th to 5th on the final lap by intentionally driving his car into the wall at full speed and accelerated against it and he passed five cars on the way to get there i didn't know that driving your car in the wall somehow allowed you to accelerate faster and win in a race neither did i that was even possible i thought driving your car in a wall resulted in your car flipping or something really bad happening to you. Now, I'm not a physics guy, really. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, listen, it worked that don't for make him. a whole lot of sense to me. I guess it absolutely destroyed his car, which yeah. is why you don't do it often. So that's a bit of a problem. Oh, you mean driving a car, car at a wall <laughs> full speed is not a good thing? Apparently not. <laughs> but it worked out for him. Uh, yeah. I'm not Denny Hamlin here, so I can't tell you. Meanwhile, gotcha. listen, we're always ripping on umpires. Home plate umpire Pat Hoberg called a perfect game in Game 2 of the World Series. 129 of 129 taken pitches correctly. That's according to Ump Scorecards, a 100% strike accuracy game. It is the first perfect game by an umpire since that database went live in 2015. Put that in your electronic strike zone and smoke it. That's good. Dan Iasonia is going to be behind the plate tonight. I can guarantee it will not be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Isn't it ridiculous, though? 
the fact that you can call balls and strikes and you can have an electronic strike zone, yet they refuse to go to it. Because uh, I know. we need to have the human error, the human element, excuse me. We, as humans, are awful, and we need to recognize that more. Yeah. Mistakes are made. I hate mistakes. Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.